Hey, what's up, Black Knight Nation? We're back on a Sunday night. Uh, this is the Black Knight Nation podcast. We're sponsored by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a company owned by Joe Ross. And Joe Ross is a former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, and a former Army officer. Thanks, Higher Echelon, for sponsoring us. This is what we want to do. Uh, we want to get Steve Anderson and Kel Walker here together tonight to talk about the transfer portal. And there was big news this week with two Army's main offensive players hitting the transfer portal this week. They're both sophomores in Isaiah Alston and, and Tyrell Robinson. And um, we want to get Steve, Steve and Kel's take on it and even maybe even my take on what, what's going on with Army in the transfer portal. Um, you know, guys, I think it's something that, you know, people say it's a little different at West Point, right? Because guys can go out, but they can't really come in through the transfer portal unless they want to start all over at West Point and uh, start their college career all over and do the four years of um, academic and military training at West Point. So, um, Kel, what, what, first off, what was your um, reaction to this week's news of um, Isaiah and uh, Tyrell leaving? To be honest, um, first and foremost, I just want to say hey, hey to everybody watching. And if you're not watching, you're missing out. I promise you. So I'll let you know. <laughs> but you know um, to be honest, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. I'm actually, you know, it hurts. It hurts as an Army fan and as an Army alum. But at the end of the day, I'm kind of excited for these kids. I'm kind of excited for these players. You know, when I saw these transfer portals and these posts on, on social media, I was excited for them because this is the first time that I've seen in Academy history that players have the power to make moves for themselves and do things that they feel will better their family, themselves, and their uh, football career. But it did hurt because I know these guys are – they're our most explosive offensive players. It's going to hurt, and ultimately it leads our triple option offense with less options, you know. Yeah. So what do you think, Steve? Thing you, yeah, Steve, what you uh, felt – what were your feelings when you heard the news this week? Um – I mean, I was, I don't know, I was, I was kind of, you know, felt, uh, you know, obviously I was a little let down. Um, I think Kel hit it where uh, service academies are a little different, right? It's a little more um, take to the brotherhood a little more deeper. It's not just playing for Alabama where you go pro after your sophomore year after being redshirted or, or something like that. I'll, um, I'll tell a quick story about me. Um, so this, this transfer portal is pretty, pretty new terminology, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I think so. Yeah. You know, we used to always call it open up recruiting. So when I got in trouble at prep school, um, I, uh, I wanted to leave, right. Uh, I got room restriction. couldn't leave my room unless I was in the gym or I was in class, um, or I was doing fatigue tours, picking up dandelions, uh, with my hands instead of using a lawnmower. Right. So like th right. that was my life at prep school. And I was like, dude, screw this. Like I'm a ball player. Like I don't need to do that. I don't need to deal with any of this. Uh, and without telling anybody, I opened up my recruiting with my dad and with my high school football coach. And, um, one of the most profound meetings I ever had at the Academy was with Ben Kawika. Uh, he was my defensive coordinator. He sat me down. And uh, one, of, one of the things Coach K always says is, what are you prepared to do? Right? That was one of his sayings. What are you prepared to do? That and just, I don't care where you go, go somewhere fast. Those are the two things right. he always said. Um, and, 
me and him had a, uh, you know, this is one of my, I would say, one of my growing moments as a cadet, as a young, young man into a grown man, uh, conversations with Ben Kawika and the Army Brotherhood and what it meant to him and what we can do with the prep school class for a program that is in dire need of athletes to stay and camaraderie and esprit de corps and all that stuff. Um, so that's just a long-winded answer to – it obviously hurts a little more when these players leave the academy versus another school. At the same time, echo what Kel said, I couldn't be happier for these two. Uh, these three, you know, the kicker uh, – our sophomore kicker left as well. Um, but this is no – you know, I just look at it as me. I look at it as they're just graduating seniors at this point, right? You grad – you know, guys leave all the time. Great ball players leave all the time. Christian Anderson's not coming back next year. You're right. Okay? Yeah. Not coming back. So if we if, if you look at it like that, where okay, yeah, we could have had him for two more years, but we don't. They're graduated seniors. There's two players. There's a running back and a receiver that is excited for spring ball right now. I'm probably right. more than one or two that are extremely excited for spring ball. Um, and with that, we are excited about spring ball because who who's going to um, come out, right? Who's yeah, right. going to be the player that takes, you know, that 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 leap and hits the gym even harder right now, hits the, the, the offseason hard to get ready for spring ball to, to be the starting running back or the, the starting wide receiver. So, um, I, I you know, I, I, I am a part of a lot of forums for Army football. Um, I'm a part of a lot of circles. And it, it is it is crazy to me to think, Anybody would take these young these young men's decision personally and basically write them off as bad people or or guys that don't know what commitment are. Look, these are look, I know they're grown men, okay? They're 20 years old, right? They right. they can enlist in the army, they can serve, right? They're grown men. Well, look, I'm 33 years old now. They're they're just young kids making the best decision for themselves and their families. And I applaud them for having the intestinal fortitude to make that. It's not an easy decision. It's not. Okay? It's That's really not, not Kel. Kel, I mean, I, I thought about leaving West Point my prep school year, my freshman year, my sophomore year. Um, even when I was named captain my second semester sophomore year, I still was like, man, is it too late? Have I – has this – is this is this it? Like, am I committed now? Right. Um, but, like, even if I wanted to leave, right – even if I really want to leave, if I looked across and looked at Marcus Hilton, Josh McNary, Donovan Travis, if I looked at Richard King, if I looked at all my buddies, you know, Zach Pearson, Pat Mealy, uh, Kingsley Ahe, if I looked at all my buddies that we went to prep school with and we decided at prep school we were going to change this program around, and I was like, hey, like I was the one that brought everybody in. Yeah. Right? And I was like, look, yeah. screw this. We're done losing. Let's win. And then if I'm the guy to leave, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. Yeah, um, no, I agree with you, Steve. Yeah, no doubt. Um, if you're watching right now and you have any comments or questions for us about the transfer portal, please send them through. I did some research just now. You know, you asked Google. Uh, the transfer portal was created in October of 2018, officially the name transfer portal. So, um, Kel, um, did, did in your time at West Point, were, were there any thoughts of you? Um, 
maybe entering your name out there or putting your name out there to to, to transfer or now? So hell yes, hell yeah. like yes, like just like Steve, like I went to prep school. We had a fantastic class come in. I graduated high school 2015. We had a lot of guys, a lot of athletes from different parts of the country. You know, when we went through CCBT, that's what they call it, Cadet Candidate Basic Training, me and one of the guys, another slot back, his name B.J. Harris, he uh, eventually left, went to Southern University at HBCU. But we looked at each other and we was like, bro, what the hell did we get ourselves into? You know, because it was, it was a culture shock. It was a shock to us. We never experienced military training. And that day forward from the end of that training to maybe the second semester i completely dropped the ball everything i was lazy i was like i don't want to be here i'm entering my name somewhere else i played through that season but i was like i feel like i'm good enough to go play play elsewhere i that happened to me every single year like i felt like especially during the great periods at west point i was like bro i want to leave i i don't i don't feel comfortable here anymore i don't feel like this is opportunity for me but that's just, that's what West Point is. It's an opportunity. And I think a lot of fans, especially those who are like criticizing these young players for leaving, it's an opportunity and opportunities are missed and opportunities are, you know, taken advantage of. And, you know, who are we to say that these guys are going to miss this opportunity or drop the ball if they decide to leave? Um, well, hey, Kel, I know just, a, just, a, just a dovetail, right? Yeah. It was never right. It was... And this is this is what ultimately made me stay, right? Mm-hmm. It was never that it was too hard, right? It was never that um, you know, uh, you know, not necessarily. I I didn't like it there, but it was it was uh, it wasn't because of what West Point was going to provide me, like right. that I was unsure of. Like it was never. I don't want to be an infantry officer or I don't ever want to serve. For me, it was never that. Yeah. I was never unsure if I was going to serve or not. When I, I wanted to leave because I saw my boys at West Virginia, at the University right. of Maryland, at Virginia Tech, at Richmond, you know, all my buddies who are playing Division One, one AA ball, just doing whatever the hell they want, doing two classes a semester, right. um, you know, all that kind of stuff is what, what made me want to leave. But you know, sitting down with my dad and some of my mentors, right? Like what we do at the Academy is so uncomparable to what college athletes do, you know, during, especially during season, um, you know, compared to all the other division one, you know, not, you know, service academies are pretty similar, but you got to have some pride in that. And if it's, if, if, if it's not the future, that's going to keep you from staying there. If it's really like the situation, like, you know, uh, or, or, you know, if those, maybe those two really didn't want to serve in the army, maybe they're like, right. you know what, this is not like, I don't want to serve in the army. I don't want to be an officer in the army. Like that is, I cannot applaud them enough because we don't want people that don't want to be officers in the army period. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, so if that was the reason, but if it was like, you know, also like, Hey man, like I, I'm a wide receiver. And not really feeling this offense, like, right. you know, totally understandable. Now, uh, Robinson, you know, you know, you're going to get the tug, the touches. So, um, you know, I would, I would think, I would think it was something along, you know, and I'm just speculating here, right? Uh, I would, I would think it was either something around the service, you know, or yeah. because now there's, you know, you can go pro from West Point now. So, 
Um, yeah, I, I definitely agree with the Isaiah Austin situation. You know, he's a he's a great wide receiver. We haven't, you know, we had great wide receivers throughout the time that I was playing there in the passes, but we haven't thrown as much. And Isaiah Austin's one of those guys who goes up and gets the ball. So if you want to play in another offense, I definitely dig that from him, yeah. his perspective. As far as uh, Tyrell, I I really don't know much of, you know, why he entered the transfer portal. Maybe because he felt like he he deserves better as far as, far as uh, running the ball and being an athlete and being to play in the position he wants to. I'm really not sure. But there's a lot of history in our offense, and we've seen throughout the years. You know, it happened to me when I was a slot back, um, as you, as you grow older and in, into your career, you become a cow, you become a first seed, you know, sometimes your touches start to, you know, dwindle down a little bit. And that was one of my reasons why I was like, okay, I think I, I think I want to leave because I'm not getting as much touches. Now that might've been selfish reasons for myself. Um, but you yeah, know, but I mean, at the, look, Kel, I don't care if those guys made selfish decisions or not, you know, yeah. I, I'm just, I have no – it doesn't – like, again, I just look at it as they're graduating seniors, man. Right. You know, we would have loved to have them another couple of years. Yeah. But, you know, you just look at it like that. Now, Sal, you – you know, you, you've been following the team a lot uh, a lot closer than me and Kel have uh, for a much longer period of time. Yeah. And I know we just looked it up. Transfer portal is only, you know, three years – you know, four years old, however you want – whenever it started in 2018. But do you remember – any standout player hmm. from freshman or sophomore year that actually left the academy after establishing himself as like a go-to um, player? Yeah, I think that this might be like one of the, the first couple guys that were actually like starters that left. Um, Cal, you know uh, Daywan Lee, right? Yes. I mean, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if that was transfer portal stuff, but he went to Delaware and became a really good player at Delaware, right? Yeah, yeah. Captain we, and standout running back at Delaware. Yeah, and he was a transfer. I mean, he left. I mean, you guys had a deep slot back room, right? I don't know yeah. what his decision I think it's were. more so – I know a lot of players that went out of prep school yeah. and really freshman year before they really – you know, uh, one is what was his name? Um, Warmsley. Was there oh, when I was there? I mean, yeah. he played in the he played in the league for a little bit. He went to yeah. he ended up going to Tulane, yeah, and, and dominating and ended up playing in the league a little bit. Um, but he never, there was never a time, you know, that I can remember in my, you know, I, I've been with the program since 2006, and I, I you know, I'm, I'm a pretty diehard fan. Yeah, that I can't remember a freshman or sophomore that really like everybody no, knew their name in Army football. That you could count on them on, to be out there on Saturdays. Um, that started multiple years or, or made impacts so big their freshman or sophomore year where they end up choosing to leave. Um, this may be the first I've actually seen where, like, I feel pretty strong that everybody knows who those two, you know, at least those two. I'm sure most people remember the kicker who, you know, um, uh, you know, I don't remember. What's his name, Sal? Uh, Quinn Moretzky? Yeah, Quinn. Quinn, yeah, he, um, you know, he had a year before. Um, I think yeah, he played. He, he he was he was more last year than he yeah. was this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he kicked against our uh, Navy and Air Force and had some field goals in those games that helped them win. Uh, this year, Colt Halley um, won the job, and he was behind Colt Halley. Um, yeah, um, you guys remember uh, Kel? Do you know anybody in your four years that left that freshman or sophomore year that was a 
starter that went on and played like I can't think of anybody. I used to keep track of this stuff. I used to have a list. Now we had that. we had a bunch. Now Sal, we had a bunch at prep school. Yeah, yeah, we, no, had, we had a bunch at prep school as well. We had, we had a bunch three of guys uh, at prep school that ended up um, playing professional ball, CFL, um, mm-hmm. NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, we had one guy who transferred to University of Florida. Um, uh. was a big man, big herb. Uh, Big Herb is what we called him. He was a, or he was our defensive offensive lineman. Um, he ended up playing D line at University of Florida, I believe. Wow. Um, Mike Tashman was a really good linebacker. Played middle linebacker for us at prep school. Ended up going to UAB. Started at UAB as a true freshman um, and, and did really well. Um, Max Bow and Drew Ezell, two incredible because we still played pro style. South. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. were pro style. Oh, yeah, that was back in the day. Yeah, now, yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I'm aging myself now, Kel. Right, <laughs> Kel, we had Pat Mealy, um, you know yeah, Pat, right? Yeah, I know Pat. He got hurt, um, our prep school year, and I ended up going both ways the last two games of the season at tailback and middle mm-hmm. linebacker. And I'll tell you, Kel, I, I, I never, I never knew I made the right decision to play linebacker over running back in college than yeah. those two games at prep school. I had never yeah. been so sore. And hit so hard running the ball. Yeah, uh, I was like, man, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad this is over. I'm glad Pat's going to get better here soon because I'm not. I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know, they tried it for a little bit um, at West Point too. They, um, spring ball, I played fullback and linebacker for like three series, and I was done. I was so exhausted. I was like, coach, I can't. Like, we gotta. <laughs> I gotta. You gotta either tell yeah. me to play fullback or let me go play linebacker because I cannot play. I can't. I mean, could you imagine playing fullback in a triple option and middle linebacker and in a full college football game? Connor Slomka can tell you about that. They tried him at a middle linebacker or outside linebacker at prep school and switched him back over to offense. Now, prep school is different. I'm talking about an actual college oh, football no. game. No, like, no. I can't do it. No, no, I can't. Not in Army's, not in Army's offense. No, no, no absolutely not. When you're on the field for eight or nine straight minutes, right, and then you're going to just jump yeah. on the defensive side. Nah, well, not um, me. I can't do it. I'm sure there's some freaks out there that can't, not this guy. Let's get to a comment. Demetrius Perry, I think, is a guy who played for Army in the 90s at fullback. Um, there have been mm-hmm. a number of my teammates who contributed a lot who left and were asked to leave. In fact, I got a chance to switch positions after a big loss. We were counting on for two more years. Um, yeah, so, I mean, this is not like – this is nothing new. It's just – I guess it's just redefined as um, – you know, the transfer portal. And even last year, I remember after the bowl game, right, Cal? Uh, played yeah. West Virginia in the Liberty Bowl. Jordan Funk, defensive lineman, started in the Liberty Bowl. And a couple weeks later, he decided to transfer. He transferred to James Madison University. And I went on the site. Um, I went on the site, uh, their site today. I guess he redshirted this year. I guess he didn't, because yeah. I didn't see him in, in any games this year. Yeah, uh, Sal, Jordan, this year. Um, yeah. Jordan, Jordan went to my high school. I actually – had a lot of conversations with Jordan on when he first came to the academy and chose prep school and stuff like that. And um, I am the only guy from Damascus that's actually stuck it through. So there's been uh, three really good players. Um, one left after prep. Jordan left after his, um, his freshman year, I believe. I mean, but great. I mean, Jordan's brother's in the league. He plays for the Rams. He's a running back yeah. for the Rams. Uh, real athletic family. Yeah, um, but it's 2022. 
right? Like, yeah, the, the guys yeah. in the '90s that left, like nobody, nobody's tweeting that I, I I'm leaving the academy, right? I, saw, I was going to talk about that. I was going to talk I saw, about that. Cal, today. I saw a funny thing about the Bengals today. Um, no one's ever. <laughs> No one's ever been able to text about a Bengals win because the last Bengals win in the playoffs was 1991. The first text message was sent in 1992, right? So nobody's ever sent a text message about the Bengals winning in the playoffs. I'm an AFC North fan, right? The Ravens blew it today, so I'm a little little, – Miami won anyway. Patriots didn't help out. So, But anyway, um, I'll tell you who was a a really good football player that left the academy was um, – Akil King, um, okay, uh, yeah, Earl Kelly King's King, brother, Kelly King, yeah. yeah, one of the one of the probably one of the most athletic players ever, ever, ever play at West Point. Yeah, nineties um, in the nineties. Yep. Yeah, we had him on the podcast, believe it or not, like a yeah. couple months ago, and uh, he went to Oregon State, uh, Oregon or Oregon State. I want to say Oregon State. And the Beeps. He, yeah, and then he Beeps. actually got a free agent uh, look from the 49ers um, yeah. from there. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, if you guys don't mind, I mean, this is a topic that really had a lot of um, – we got a little, a lot of interaction on the uh, Black Knight Nation website. We got a lot of interaction on my Twitter accounts. And, yeah. um, you know, I just want – if you don't mind, let me read a couple comments that I had. I think that sometimes, you know – first off, maybe let's get to this. Um, people are saying that these guys are leaving for the NILs, right? The name, image, yeah. and likeness. And, you know, I, I don't know if that's that's the reason why they're leaving at West Point. You're not allowed to – they don't – I guess you're not permitted to take any money for name, image, and likeness through sponsors or whatever. It's like donors, whatever it is. Um, but I don't think that's why Isaiah Austin and Tyra Robinson are leaving for – leaving West Point. I think they're leaving for a bigger opportunity to, to, to play I mean, maybe a Power 5 conference. I or, mean, Sal, like who – I, who cares? What if they are? Yeah. What if they are leaving for the NILs? Yeah. It yeah. doesn't make it, it – look, at the end of the day, these guys are making decisions that's best for themselves yeah. and their families, and they're making a decision based off the information they have right now, and, and they're just doing the best they can. Like, we're all going through life. Right. Now, yeah. I still make bad decisions to this day. Right. Like yeah, I still, yeah. I still, you know, I, and I make great decisions, but we're all just trying to get through life, trying to make the right decisions with the knowledge we have at this time yeah. for what's best for my family, myself and my friends. Like, right. I, I mean, I, I can't imagine anybody in their position that was offered an NIL, you know what I mean? And they're like, you got to leave West Point. You got to come to, you know, Virginia Westland. Right. And we'll give you, we'll give you a hundred and fifty thousand dollars right i mean who's not taking that unless they have a really really strong conviction about service about opportunity on the far end right the network of west point like those are the things i hope somebody coached them through because i'll tell you this sal the the west point network is no joke okay yeah yeah. it's no joke um if you're part of the right forums and the right threads and the right groups and you're looking for a job you can find one yeah. Um, so, um, I mean, shoot. No, I agree, Steve. What you saying, Kel? I said I agree with you. Like, if these guys are leaving for NILs, who wouldn't want them to actually make that decision to make that money? You know what I mean? Like, for a long time, before I even came to West Point, I was told that 
you know, West Point is the best opportunity for me as far as longevity, you know, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 40 years from now. And ultimately, you know, when I was younger, 18 year old, 19 year old, 20 year old, I wanted to make money. And I felt like West Point gave me the opportunity to set myself apart from all of my peers, high school peers or middle school peers, people I grew up with in the long run. If these kids want to go and make money, let them do that. Because I'm, I guarantee you, a lot of people are not coming to West Point. And I maybe I can, maybe I'm speaking for myself for my class, but a lot of kids don't come to West Point uh, to be in the army. Like that is a, that's 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 a reality. A lot yeah. of these kids come to West Point because of the name. Now you Kel, have I had Kel, I had this I had this conversation the other day with uh, with this other West Point grad uh, on this group chat where uh, you know we we uh, somebody brought up the transfer portal you know and, and mm-hmm. these guys left or whatever. And then he was like, well, good. It, the only reason you should go to a service academy is to serve. And I'm like, yeah, one, you got out after five years. So thank right. you for your service. Okay. Yeah. Like, um, okay, Roger that. And two, <laughs> that's not even true. Right. Uh, you have you have people that go for sports, mm-hmm. period. Okay. Me included. I went for sports, Me period. Too. And Me I too. learned – everything else about Kel, I didn't even know I was going to get smoked. I didn't know there was any CCBT. Okay. I got yelled at my first day. I was like, well, uh, you know who you're talking to? I'm all state linebacker. All right. Calm down now. Don't, don't be talking to me like that. Like I had, I had to legit get, uh, you know, inculcated into what was going on and I had Mm -hmm. to talk to people about it. So, um, I think it's just – I think it's crazy to believe that we, as outsiders, as fans, have any idea what's going on in their lives to even right. make in a judgment, right? Only God will judge me. Make right. a judgment about these young kids going for the NILs or going for more more balls thrown my way or more touches in a pro-style offense or what. what right. Like, come on, man. That's just it, – it's so – it's so fanatic, right? It's what fans yeah. do, right? We're just yeah. fanatics. Um, yeah, there's some there's some crazy comments out here. Here's a not so crazy comment, just saying that I think Alston has real NFL talent. I think Terrell Robinson is an amazing athlete, but not seeing his fit in the NFL given his size. Um, you know, I I, I was I was look, trying to talk to a couple guys that know the NFL pretty well, and or even Power Five conferences, right, guys, and see like can what is Isaiah Alston at a Power Five level? What is Tyrell Robinson at a Power Five level? Are they contributors? Well, what, what do you think, Cal? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're contributors in every every facet of the game. One, um, I can understand uh, Joe's sentiment about Tyrell Robinson's size, but size doesn't matter in this day and age of football. You know, this is this is not football back in the '90s or where these guys were six something playing running back. Like speed kills in every facet of the game. Like we recruit at West Point, we recruit smaller guys because we're faster. You know, and it's just it's amazing that we can sustain blocks and continue to blocks, but we get lower and we're we're faster off the ball. So I think Tyrell Robinson can go to any school, power five. I think he can go to SEC and actually contribute because size does not matter. You get Tavon Austin, for example, who graduated from West Virginia like what almost eight years ago. I was watching him before games. He was only five eight, hundred and seventy some pounds, and he was running all over uh, Oklahoma. LSU, any uh, SEC team. So, yeah. size I think, really doesn't I think all matter. of us remember a guy named uh, Darren Sproles, right? Darren Sproles. 
my brother played against Darren Sproles, uh, <laughs> covered him one on one. He'll tell you Darren Sproles ran, ran an angle route, uh, and if there was no touchdown, he would still be running to this day. Okay, <laughs> so speed actually kills Kelly. But like, my argument is, is that, um, um, yeah, if you want to showcase your talent, that's fine. But you know, you can talk to you know, there's a perfect person at the academy that knows what the NFL is about. Right. Yeah. And his name's Ben Kawika. And I hope those two sat down with him because uh, Coach Kawika has the, the best perspective. Right. Because right. uh, when you talk to military officers, right, all they know is serving in the army. So all they'll right. pitch to you is stay in the army because they've done it and it's easy and whatever. Right. Ben right. Kawika was a successful pilot. He was a successful combat veteran and he's a successful coach in the NFL. Um, so he can give you that, that perspective. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know what the NFL pays really good money to find talent at yeah. JUCOs at division three at one double a, it doesn't matter if you can play and you get yourself to a tryout or you get yourself on TV, the NFL don't care if you've got six catches for a hundred yards or, you know, six catches for 600 yards. If you can play and you meet their measurables, right? You got to meet their measurables, which is speed and size. They're going to take a chance on you. And both of those guys have, you know, um, you know, both those guys have the ability to to continue to play. If, if right, like they don't just have the ability. There's a lot of work that still needs to get done to make that leap from what they did this year to, I mean, playing on Sundays on a regular basis. Yeah. Right. No, yeah, I agree. Uh, Joker say, says uh, he doesn't think there's any team that will showcase Robinson's talents as well as they were featured in the Army offense. There's plenty of teams offense. that run the rock. It, it's yeah. not like it's not like Tyrell was touching the ball 10, 15 times a game. He was Exactly. He was sharing it with three other people. Yeah, I know? mean, so um, – yeah, Army's offense allows him to, you know, catch an 80-yard bomb with nobody around him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, those kind of opportunities will be rare for a running back to be wide open, but which will showcase his speed because you obviously run faster when nobody's around you, um, mm-hmm. like, you know, and you're just on a breakaway. Um, but, I mean, Wisconsin, if he's a starting running back in Wisconsin, he's going to get 25, 30 touches a game. Yeah. Um, and I think what Joe Viz is talking about is that the maybe the 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 variety or the dynamic of the counter inside zone, yeah. the pitch on the outside, the catching the ball out of the backfield. Now they're not a lot of touches, but as we saw, when Robinson touched the ball, he made the most of it, right? Right. And I think that's what Joe Viz is trying to talk about here. Yeah. Is yeah. <laughs> Uh, he may go somewhere and carry the ball 30 times a game and go 30 for 125 with a tug or two tugs, right, which are great stats. Right. Um, but, you know, he's he's catching a couple balls. He's going outside. He's going inside. He's lead blocking. He's cut blocking. He's showing a lot of vers- versatility, I guess the word would be. Um I think that's what Joe Viz was getting at, but uh, let's, let's go to the, yeah, let's go real quick to Demetrius Perry. I feel like I took the safe route and retired from the army. The one thing I always wondered about is if I wouldn't take it a shot at the league. 
Um, yeah, I think back then it was different, right? I mean, in the nineties, it was a different, it's now it's easier for guys from army to go directly to the NFL. As we've seen, we have, there's five army, uh, grads in the NFL right now. So, um, and we're going to have a couple more probably with the, with the recent team. Uh, I want to get to this comment that was on my, uh, Twitter, um, this week by Christian, uh, uh G Mar. Sorry, Christian, if I'm pronouncing your uh, last name wrong, incorrectly, I think there is the greatest existential threat to the viability of competitive academy football since the NFL started becoming the number one spectator sport in America. He's talking about the transfer portal. We have to figure out how to address the NIL and the transfer portal ASAP, or we will not be non-competitive in four years. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> the only thing I'll that. say about that, as far as the non-competitiveness, I mean, Army pretty much has, as an independent, has the ability to set up its schedule. So it's not like it's playing a Power Five conference schedule every year, right? And I think that it sets itself up, even though these schedules are done ten years in advance, right? But it's not right. like they're playing three back-to-back Power Five schools. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I don't. I don't think a lot of Army fans actually give credit to these players who they don't see on the field sometimes. You mm-hmm. know, like I always tell people when you had Kevin Hopkins on here, we were talking about these uh, these uh, these these players who were wearing the gold jerseys during practice. They were our yeah. scout player. These guys can play. Andre Carter was a scout player his freshman year and didn't get a chance until he was maybe a junior, I believe. Like these guys can play. Army football, academy football is about all right, one man goes down, who's going to step up? Because it's, it's the brotherhood. It's, it's deeper than just football. So we're going to make it happen. So I think the, the academy, West Point will always be um, a team that that can compete with other schools. That's the nature of our offense. It's the nature of our a testament to our players, um, how dedicated they are to each other, how yeah. dedicated some of these coaches are to these players, and working with the uh, right game plan. So I don't know how I feel about that comment. Um of course, we, we're not scheduling Power Five teams, you know, because we're not used to we're not used to taking hits from Power Five teams. But we schedule, a, uh, you know, a team like Oklahoma, who surprisingly did not hit that hard at all. Um, I mean, I'm telling you, Eastern Michigan hit harder than Oklahoma defense. I promise you. Um, but we stay in our lane right now. We continue to grow, continue to grow. Then we can see, we can revisit that comment. To be honest. I think the benefit for Army too, right? And you guys know this. It's not like they're like these these uh, other um, FBS schools who only have like twenty to twenty five guys in the recruiting class. You have seventy to ninety players that they bring in a year, whether they send them to Army prep or they bring them in directly. So they have a little bit. Yeah, ten guys have left. Actually, guys, just tonight, uh, another quarterback has left um, Army. So another transfer portal. R.J. Uh, Rosales, who was, um, I believe, it was a sophomore, and he was, um, you know, not in, not in the um, scout team guy, scout team guy, right? So yeah. I mean, I'm looking for an opportunity, right? Sees the writing, maybe sees the writing on the wall with, you know, Tyre coming back, Cade, Jamel, and Maurice Balan still in the mix. You know, he's looking for yeah. an opportunity to play. Nothing wrong with that. Um, so I don't know. I think they bring in enough. Where uh, they bring in enough players where you lose your two best offensive players, it's time for, you know, two other guys to step up. Kel, I don't know if you know that uh, – you, might, I don't know if you know uh, Ajon Marshall at all. I don't know if you got – Ajon Marshall is a guy with the with Tyrell Robinson leaving. Ajon Marshall is a guy that can step – from what I'm told, Darnell Wolfell coached him at the prep school. 
He told me that Marshall's was just as good as Robinson at the prep. So if yeah. Marshall gets his opportunity, he was getting a little bit more snaps at the end of the season, right? Mm-hmm. He's a guy. People are like, I see, I see these um threads on on these uh chat boards, right? And they list the Army starting offense for 2022, and they have Brahim Murphy, and then they have question mark at the other slot back, right? And I'm thinking, you know, Ajon Marshall was coming on late in the season, right? And he's a guy right. I think that can step right in there. Now it's the, you got to build your depth behind there, but that's why they're they bring in these big freshman classes that spring practice this, this year, right? Steve, you know, that spring practice will be huge to find out who's going to take the next step to make, to make the depth chart behind those guys. So, um, I, I mean, I just look, we're going to reload, man. We're going to yeah. reload. Okay. Nope. Like it, there's, there's a running back and a receiver that will fill the spots. Okay. So let's not, Let's not act like these are the first two guys um, that that we have to replace. We lose seniors every year. Right. We lose seniors every year, Sal. Okay. And I think I think people are hyping this up because oh, we could have had them. Now you know what are we gonna do? What you know who, you know these guys would have been starting for the next two years. It's like, look, calm. What what did uh, Aaron Rodgers say? Relax. Relax. Okay. Oh, Aaron Rodgers reference, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Just relax. Um, my my, and I and I, I caught the tail end of it, Sal. Um, but I think that comment brings up a good point about. Um, I think we'll still be able to recruit heavy. Okay, I still Absolutely. think. We'll, even though West Point doesn't have the NILs and the and the um, all the other stuff, I still think we'll be able to recruit heavy. Now, we rely. Sal, I didn't stay at West Point for – I'm going to be 100% honest. I didn't stay for the degree. I didn't stay for the service. I 100% stay at the academy because of the brotherhood. Okay? Yeah. I 100% stayed playing and attending West Point Academy because I personally could not leave guys like Marcus Hill and Josh McNary, Donovan Travis, yeah. Richard King, all those guys I played with. Okay, that was me. That's me personally. Okay, I couldn't do that. And I think West Point will continue to rely on that brotherhood, keeping guys that have the ability to leave, right, that have, you know, offers or, you know, transfer portal, whatever we're going to call it, right? Now, competing with the NILs is going to be tough, okay? Because you're going to say, stay here. You know, you're going to bring out this Excel sheet, right? Check out, you know, the year 2040, right? You're going to be making this much money, you know, versus only, you know, 150,000 these guys are going to pay you this next year to go play at, you know. I think Oklahoma's quarterback um, just got offered – I forget uh, his name, but he got offered a million dollars by Charlie Batch and his company to go play at Eastern Michigan next year. Um, Who was the starting Oklahoma quarterback that got – Rattler, Rattler, Rattler. Or yeah, Rattler. Rattler, Rattler yeah. got offered a million dollars nil to go play at Eastern Michigan next year by Charlie Batch and his company. Yeah. Okay, but I mean that. Okay, and he didn't go. And he didn't go. Right. He 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 transferred. I mean, I'm, he, I'm pretty he sure transferred the off. Was still open. <laughs> I, I just feel like I, I like. Uh, you know, Steve, you you brought up a good point about you know you stay because of the brotherhood. You know, you know. 
grit and determination, looking at your guys' eyes on the other side of the football. When you grinding in mat drills, you busting your ass in mat drills, and you crying, sweating, bleeding these people. Like I think these guys still, I think these guys still had that brotherhood. But this is this is a new generation. Like I was just talking to, um, I was talking to a captain the other day, and he was telling me about this new generation of soldiers that's coming coming in coming into the army. It's harder to reach them than it is, you know, people. I know I'm a later generation than you, Steve, but you know, it's hard to reach people like me or people like Darnell Wolfolk and that generation, whatever that class. But like these guys, they grew up around instant gratification. And everything was instant, you know. And I'm not saying this about Tyrell or Isaiah personally, but everything in that generation is so instant and at the fingertips. Of course, it's it's a lot easier for them to see other people transferring and offering getting offered money or or getting um the likeness, making money off the likeness, they're gonna to want to follow suit as well. But when I was coming through the academy, we didn't have that. You know, what I mean, I felt, I honestly felt like West Point was the best opportunity for me. And like you said, Steve, I couldn't leave my guys behind. I really couldn't. I really, I, mean, I, that, I that wanted was, to, that but was I couldn't. I mean, yeah. it was not. There was not. I mean, there was a starting linebacker position at a bunch of colleges for me. You know what I mean? I could have left and gone done it and. Could have made a new, uh, you know, I think I would have been, uh, I think I would have been a great linebacker anywhere. But um, I think, uh, I think it's, uh, Alex Morrow brought up a good point. Uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to go uh, read this. Um, at other colleges, people transfer at West Point. Everyone calls it quitting. I'm sure there are a lot of cases of people staying because of that stigma when they would have been better off leaving. Yeah. And I think he, he brings up a great point, right? Like, yeah. You automatically get labeled as a quitter, right? For leaving something that you join as a young, like, you know, a, you know, a boy. And by your sophomore year, you're 20, 21 years old, especially if you go to prep school, like you're, you should be pretty close to making grown, grown men decisions at that point. Um, right. So, uh, and he's a, he's a hundred percent right. There are so many people that stay at the Academy that go on to lead um, you know, young men and women that should never do it, but they just will not leave, even though they they know they should leave, even though they know they shouldn't branch infantry or branch field artillery or branch whatever they want to branch because of the pressure of mentors, peers, whatever it is. I mean, it is. It, I mean, I, I cannot, I cannot emphasize them. I saw it happen at the academy where guys wanted to leave, but they just couldn't because of their father or their mentor or the, like whatever. And they, they would have been so much better off leaving. So uh, Alex brings up a good point. It, it's looked at as quite people train. I mean, imagine if, imagine if um, we followed every single transfer other than just college football players every right. year. Yeah. You know, I, I had a um, Twitter comment. Dave DeRoach is from this week saying cadets don't transfer. They resign. I mean, that's, uh, I don't know. What, what do you guys think about that one? I mean, resign is <laughs> just another word for quitting, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is what I was getting. This is the stuff that you get from. Now, I, there, there's you, a lot of angry army stuff, fans. Man. I saw yeah. the same. I saw yeah. people like attacking these young men yeah. about quitting. Yeah about not knowing what loyalty means. What do yeah. you know about commitment? Like I'm talking about people like attacking these young men. Yeah. I'm like, bro, what? You never played college football, did you? 
you never, yeah. you never, you don't even know what it's like to be on a team anymore, do you? Yeah. Like, the, I, I just couldn't imagine. You know, I'm look. I'm sure these guys had the right conversation with their boys too, man. Right. Like, it was not. It wasn't. Pro, it was not. Hey, guys, I'm out. Right. Like these guys sat on this for a while. So. Yeah, I mean the brotherhood doesn't stop there though. These these guys wanted to leave. It does not stop in that locker room. I still talk to the guys that I play with that left. You know, yeah. I'm still close with some of those 100%. players. Yeah, you know, I mean it doesn't stop there. Kel, I just talked to a young commit. Um, he's a he's gonna be a kicker for West Point. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I told him it doesn't matter if um, you know. He leaves after his freshman year, his sophomore year. I, I told him that from this conversation, you are yeah. part of my brotherhood, okay? Even though he's not even on the Army football team now. I told yeah. him, you're part of my brotherhood. And I'll tell you this right now. I will do whatever I can to make you successful in whatever you decide. Right. Whether that's at West Point, whether that's at another school, it doesn't matter. You're part of my brotherhood now, and I will do – what a big brother does for his brothers, right? right? I mean, that's just how we, that's how we, Kel, if you, if you came to me and you, you know, you needed something, it, I'd be there, man. It's just, it's just how it operates, man. And, and the army's not too much different, but right. the, the, the brotherhood within the army, I mean, it's, it's, it's strong and it's long and it's deep and it's, it's real, man. And I, uh, I'm just glad to be a part of it. We're getting a lot of uh, questions here, or comments and questions. So here's another question. Um, If cadets don't get picked up, can they stay at the academy like the old days? Now, from what I understand, if you put your name in the transfer portal, you can't come back because I believe last year, Bo Nicholas Paul put his name in the transfer portal, freshman year at West Point going into sophomore year. And Mm -hmm. he was, he was on the field for, for West Point this year. So, I mean, um, I guess there are some cases where maybe, the interests or offers are not out there that you think are going to be out there. I believe you, I believe you can come back to West point. Uh, yeah. You're I, look, I think they're still in class. It's not, it's not like you're just walking out the door at West point. There's right. a whole out processing that needs to happen. Okay. Yeah. Like and a lot of people turn, change their you minds. You have to turn in every single yeah. thing they give to you. Yeah. Like, it's not like, Oh, I'm in the transfer portal. Here's all my stuff. It's a football. I'm entering the transfer portal Academy. You know, I'm still attending classes. I, you know, what I mean, like it's mm-hmm. not as like black and white as as um, that person makes it seem. You can absolutely yeah. stay there. I mean, I, look, yeah. transfer. I haven't been in college for the transfer portal, but if it's anything like yeah. I think it is, it's like it's a long process to out process any unit in the army. It's a pain in the ass. Definitely was point. I'm doing that right now. My processing from steel. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, where you, uh, not to get off topic, but where are you heading next? Uh, 427 FA at Fort Bliss. Okay, Fort Bliss? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll be down there. Here's a bunch of, hey, I got a bunch of buddies down there, so just let me know. I got you, my brother. We'll, we'll keep here's uh we'll keep the conversation going here with Christian Jamar. He says that transfer portal NIL are the great. This is what basically I read before, right? This is what yeah. the comment that he sent to me before. So now we have it right in front of us. Um, and we talked about this uh, early in the podcast that we, um, I don't, as far as for four years from now, Cal White, we weren't really in the agreement. We think that the, the academy, the way they, the brotherhood, the the way they recruit, the the coaching. 
which I want to talk about it quickly later if we have a second. Um, it's always the next man up, Sal. Like you, yeah. you, you guys seen Bohemian Rhapsody, the movie about Queen? All right, so you saw the scene where uh, their lead singer quit after like some gig at some pub, and then Freddie Mercury came came in uh, after after the show, came back audition for uh, Deke and and all the rest of the guys. Like it's the next man up. You never know what you're gonna get next, but you know you got to take a chance, opportunity look, with these guys who are willing to play. Look, mental toughness and intestinal fortitude. Coaching, recruiting, right, and then I, I don't know scheduling, right? I mean, that's what yeah. Army's going to do. Yeah, that's what we're going to do, and we're going to stay competitive. Now, like we may lose guys when they play early, yeah. right? But it doesn't matter if we. It doesn't matter if uh, guys leave after they give us all they got for those years. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're still winning games. I mean, we had a chance to win 10 games this year. If we didn't, you know, we had that little fumble. We had that 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 Wisconsin, the Ball State. We had that issue, and then we lost the Navy, which was, oh, man, that, that was rough, right? <laughs> still that was rough, too. Um, but we still had oh, we won 10 games this season, you know? Yeah. So, scheduling, recruiting, intestinal fortitude, mental toughness, We'll have the guys that'll go next man up. The NILs, yes, they'll create a problem, and we'll lose a couple guys. I'm sure the new thing will be one or two guys, you know, may, probably mostly one, will think it's better on the other side. And it'll be the brotherhood, or it'll be um, something that keeps them here, or they leave. And it'll just be next man up, just like Kill said. I, I think part of this is the success, right? Having success, because you see that some guy, when you have success, you know, Look at Isaiah Austin had a big game against Wake Forest, and he was had a, had a breakout season this year. And maybe he feels that he can do it at a higher level. And um, you look at the coaching staff. I was just going to mention this real quick. You have success. I believe there are going to be five new coaches on the Army um, coaching staff heading into 2022 season. Uh, three have already left. I think there could be two more uh, positions opening up. So from what I hear, um, yeah, it's going to happen. You, you, you have the success and, you know, you're going to coaches are going to move on and some players might move on before. Cause here's the thing guys. Right. And you can speak on this. You, you do it before your junior year, because you sit in your, the first class of your junior year, you know, West point, the two years of education that you have left plus the five. Right. So that's why these guys are both sophomores. They're being a little bit more proactive and doing it pretty much a couple weeks after the season making up their minds and saying, Hey, this is maybe not for me. Yeah, they're going to go, they're going to go play spring ball for some other team. Mm-hmm. Um, if they get picked up, right. That's what, that's the idea here. They want to transfer early, go get a chance to play spring ball, so where they can step in and play right away or get redshirt or whatever. But what also helps, right. Not just winning, right. Cause winning solves a lot of problems. Yeah, we've does. got guys in the league, man. We've yeah. got guys at various positions in the league, okay, and outperforming so, in the league, they're doing their thing in the league too. And they're balling, yeah, they're playing. And um, you know, I I don't know, I, you know, and this would be you know, this would be a Google question, but how many non-power five uh, schools have five or six players in the league right now? Right, hmm. you know, how many service academies have five or six players in the league right now? How many independents have 
you know, I don't know. Is Notre Dame still an independent or do they, they go conference? Yeah, they're considered independent. Yeah, they're considered. Yeah, BYU mean, will be moving to a conference. So, so I, it's just, you know, they're, we're winning at the academy. We got right, players right. in the league at the academy, right? I mean, the only thing we don't have, right, is what we've already talked about is the NILs. Okay? Right. And that that will be – that'll be something that we have to, you know – have to, but it's not like you're, you know, and I don't want to say struggling, but you get paid at the academy. You do, right? You get paid better than a, a Division One football player that's not receiving, you know, stuff in their locker after games. Uh, you know, um, you get you you can have a life. You you have a place to live. You get food, um, and you know what I mean. You have the necessities. You got clothes. Um, for the most part, and then you get like you know, a couple hundred bucks here and there every month. So, uh, um. yeah. Well, here's a Christian uh, Jamar. Another one. It's frustrating because we fought and clawed and worked our ass off to get to competitive against anyone. I feel like this is a huge threat. We could turn into a two-year JUCO type of situation. Ah. Uh. I don't see that. I don't see service academy football turning into that. <laughs> no, I mean that's. I mean, if if you if you really want to get technical, that's what prep school is for. You know, we treat prep school as like a JUCO type of situation. When you go to prep school, you play in mostly JUCOs or these small, small like D three schools. So you know, you have enough room to to make a decision on what you want to do before you even enter the academy, but. A lot of people don't know, you know, they're just going and as, as day by day, they just go as years by year, you know, and sometimes it doesn't click for a lot of people. I think we will continue to be competitive no matter what the situation is. Only way we won't be competitive is if we have eight people on the field. And if we did have eight people on the field, the way our triple option offers work, I promise you would still score a couple touchdowns. So um, we're not the only ones taking a hit, though. Navy – you know, they're taking a yeah. hit to uh, Air Force. They're taking a hit. Air Force, Good they point. spread the ball around a lot more than than our triple option. They run a, a, a different type of triple option. They like to throw it throw it in the air a lot. But, you know, we're not the only ones taking hits, you know. I, if we were if we were regular, if we were regular, you know, if we were an SEC school, Power 5 team school, like, and we had guys transferring, it wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, Navy has actually uh, – they, they had Gilman on their team, right? He went to Notre Dame. He's in the league. Um, they had uh, last year Jake Springer transfer, I believe, to Old Miss, and he's looking like he's going to get drafted. So this does happen. Um, this does happen at the other service academies. Here, here's a name, Kel. I don't know if you know this name, but I remember him in recruiting. Felix Harper is the kid's name. He was a quarterback. He committed to Army maybe four or five years ago. He went to Alcorn State. Now he's listed as a potential draft pick. He never went to West Point. I think he decommitted before he got to Army prep. And now he is a, a, a quarterback prospect. And he's going, I believe, to the NFL Combine. So, you know, Army is recruiting. will always go after those kind of players. Um, right. You know, there will always be talent out there. Um, it's just a matter of getting him to West Point and everything kind of I don't know, coming together for them at West Point, right? Them seeing the bigger picture or them seeing the bigger picture that West Point is not for them. Um, right. We got a couple more comments. Um, Joe Viss. I thought Joe Viss was leaving us, but he stuck around. We appreciate it, Joe. Um, Netflix needs to be 
to do a special like it did for you guys. Um, well, that's a good one, Jeff. Uncle Sam's Community College. Munkin could totally wow. start something like that. Wow. I'm surprised they haven't done when Army's had – was. Kel, when you guys were rolling, right, and you had that 10-win season, I thought they'd follow up that 10-win season with a book or at least a documentary on the team. You know I mean? Yeah. I thought that – um you know, Showtime's done something like that before, or CBS Sports Network would do that. Um, we'll have to uh, I have to talk to my Netflix sources and see if we can get that done. Um, and uh, Christian's saying, I just meant where the best players habitually leave after two years. Uh, okay, I mean, there's still some good players that are going to stay, right? I mean, yeah. I thinking, there's still some good players that are going to stay. So. It's out. Another thing is, you know, a lot of people – don't really talk about the coaches like that either. You know, if anybody, you know, they attack kids for leaving. A lot of fans attack kids for leaving, but they never really say anything about coaches leaving. I had some great coaches in college football. I had a lot of great coaches throughout my time in, in high school and college football ever since I played the game, uh, sport of football. But in high school, I had five head coaches in four years, you know. I was fortunate enough to have Coach Wall, Coach Tucker Wall, as my slot back coach my whole entire career. But the wide receiver room didn't have the same coach our whole entire uh, career, yeah. you know. Yeah. Our DB's coach changed. It's, it shifted around. Our D coordinator yeah. left and for a better opportunity for him and his family. You know, a lot of people don't really talk about that side of football as well. And I think if you, you shouldn't be getting mad at anybody because it's about the better opportunity for yourself. Steve already hit it on the head. Yeah, it's a good point because I know that Coach Gaither, he um, he, he was Isaiah Austin's position coach this year at West Point, wide receivers coach. He left for Virginia. He's going to be coaching at Virginia. Could that be in yeah. one of the? Could that be a reason or part of the reason that Isaiah left? We don't know. Maybe he was close to coach. We don't know that, right? Um, same with um, same with Tyrell. We don't we don't know. I, I, we don't know what's going on there either. So I right. mean. You're absolutely right, and I think the transfer portal needs to stay open for that reason, right? Because these coaches are playing kind of a, a little bit of coaching roulette and moving around a lot of different places, and you you have to have the transfer portal in place, no doubt. Does it stink at service academies because you can't take players in and you're going to lose players going out? Yeah, but that's that's what you sign up for when you coach there, right? You know, you know, you know what's Munkin knows that that's that's the deal, you know. So right. and he's gonna. He, that make, that's probably makes him and the staff recruit even harder, I bet you. Yeah. Hey, you know, we haven't we haven't talked about this yet. Um, but uh hey what what uh what players transfer to West Point? Do we get anybody to enter the transfer portal to come to West Point or is, it, is that not gonna happen? <laughs> not yet, not yet. You know what not there was you know Ted Bentler did, right? You you see if you're a part of that. But that's going Man, way back. Oh yeah. Ted Bentler was Ted Bentler was one of the most in literally one of the most scariest people I've ever met in my life. So, uh, yes, Ted Bentler did it. I was so upset that he didn't get his uh, when they didn't approve his fifth year to to play on my senior year to to um, allow him to play because he they gave him that one year uh, you know penalty for transferring D one to D one from Iowa. Uh, that was that that was. Pretty upsetting, but I mean, God, Ted, that is a name I haven't heard in a long time. And yes, he is. He did do it uh, to be with his bo- his brother Fritz. So I'll just Crazy. Make it I mean, you know, we're always recruiting. I didn't I didn't think we got anybody from a different school to come to 
point. I think we recruit the guys from high school. So. Yeah, so. Cal, you know, you all know the story of Ted Bentler. He played at Iowa, I believe, his freshman year, and his brother Fritz was at West Point on the defensive line. He was a defensive lineman. He transferred into West Point so he could play with his brother for – and he got to play with his brother for three years, and then the NCAA wouldn't grant him the fifth year to play that extra year with Army. It was pretty – that guy was – man, he was different, Steve. He was just absolutely different. Um, you know, there. I will hey, say back. Yo, you know how you guys do football camp. You know how football camp during the Sapiad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, when Ted said, "Turn the lights off. It's time to go to sleep." Everybody turned their shit off and went to sleep. That's, That's how it was with John Boyd, man. That was how it was with John Boyd. Playing with, playing with, yeah, playing with that caliber <laughs> athlete, that caliber of man. Yeah, when John Boyd said, "Turn the lights off, it's time to go to sleep." Everybody was in their bed going to sleep. You know, you didn't really want that smoke <laughs> with nobody. It's crazy, uh, Steve. I was thinking of somebody else, but this was maybe a little different. Jared Hassan, right? Jared Hassan played at Air Force Prep, and then he ended up transferring to Army after he played at Air Force Prep, and he was. Um, your 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 uh, senior year, he was one of the main running backs, right? I mean, he was the fullback in um, your senior year, right? No, I, I think I think no. I, Jared Hassan was younger than me, and I think I, I can't remember correctly, but I th- so he did the. It was the same. He got no. He got the same deal. So he was a direct. I believe. I don't. This is there is no fact in this, but. He had to sit out a year, um, our junior year. So he was okay. a freshman at me. He ran our prep. I think he ran our oh, scout yeah. team running back my junior year. And then my senior year, he was a sophomore, and he, he did really well. So my senior year, yes, he did very well um, at the at the back position. And then I think he did pretty good his junior year, and I don't think he played his senior year, but I'm no, not he 100% didn't play, sure on that. Yeah, he but, didn't play senior year. Yeah, yeah. Same, same kind of deal. I don't know why I don't know why it's not like an automatic wave. If a guy's going to go serve his country as an officer in the Air Force, Army, Navy, like just wave the whole D1 to D1 thing and let the guy play one more year while he's still in yeah. school, right? And then just yeah. let it go. Yeah. Um, well, we got um, – Real quick from Christian, uh, in other news this week uh, involving uh, maybe some Army news, Jay Bateman, who left um, Army for North Carolina. He's not coming back to be North Carolina's defensive coordinator. Um, And there was talk about, you know, of course, the message boards, right? The Army fans, they want to bring Jay Bateman back to West Point. Well, there's a guy named Nate Woody, right? You have a guy named Nate Woody who's a defensive coordinator who's done a pretty good job his two years there. And so – it's just not – there's just not a fit right now for uh, Jay, up, Jay Bateman up here at West Point. Um, from what I'm told, he will not be um, returning to West Point. Um, Spanks will be okay. He's going to land on his feet. Yeah, uh, I mean he, – He's going to be all right. Yeah, he can – I mean, the guy can coach defense, no doubt. I mean, going from Army to uh, Power 5 Conference, uh, you know, North Carolina struggled a little bit this year. But, you know, he'll land on his feet. And uh, Joe Viss saying Bateman was a – Bateman was a great fit at Army. Like Woody better, but I take Bateman back at, at Army any day. Um, I think that's a – like, Steve, we talked about this a little bit, right, with Ben Cott we on staff and Mike Vitti on the Army staff too, that you look at Air Force and you, 
mostly Air Force, they have a lot of former players on their staff, right, guys, or, or at least grads on their staff. And, um, you know, Navy, I think, has a couple. Um, Army has VD and uh, Kotwiga right now. I mean, I think there's guys who are out there right now who like to get, you know, their feet wet, so to speak, um, coaching at Army, maybe if it's even at the grad, um, the offensive analyst level, and we'll, we'll see what happens. So, Yeah, I mean, I think the uh... – I think the operational environment dictates a lot of that on how many personnel we can bring to West Point. I mean, we've been pretty busy in the Army the past 20, 20 years. Um, you know, uh, you know, having a heavy West Point football <laughs> staff at West Point during the Global War there probably wouldn't be the best, uh, best thing in the world. Whereas, uh, unless you're a Unless you're an Air Force pilot or a JTAC, uh, you know, no offense to the Air Force, but you weren't probably, um, you know, fully, you know, didn't have as many troops or they don't have as many troops in general. But um, you, you, you get my point. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was another yeah. that was another thing that that hurt recruiting as well. Um you know, the global war on terror, you know, you know, if you're going in the army, I mean, just the army name makes you, uh, you know, you got to kind of sign on the dotted line to be able to do that um, yeah. a little more intensely yeah. than, you know, the Navy or Air Force, just in in overall generality. So, but look. Um, yeah, it's, it's a conversation uh, for another podcast. I, I can't think of a better job in – the active duty army than to be an OR some kind of affiliation yeah. with the army football team. I, yeah. I would, I would, you know, I'd move my family tomorrow if that was an opportunity uh, for us to do. I, you know, that, that would be a decision where I wouldn't even ask my wife for permission. I would just do it. <laughs> And then if she wanted to come, you come with the boys. All right. But yeah, <laughs> that would be an opportunity that, um, especially now with me knowing, you know, Coach Kawika there, Mike Vitti, Coach Vitti. Um, if, if you guys know uh, Colonel Bianchi at all, but Colonel Bianchi was a huge mentor of mine. Uh, Colonel Rogers, who's an, an OR, he was a huge mentor of mine when I was at the academy, like just so many, so many people that had such a positive influence on me to become an officer that are there right now. Um, I could not, I just couldn't think of, you know, I would, I would be, I would do the janitorial duties at nighttime as long as I got to be around the team and talk football with them during the day. I swear I would. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I think we'll get, I, I, back to that. I mean, we got coach, we got a lot of ORs that are previous army football players that are doing good, um, at the Academy right now. And I don't know if you've ever heard of the name Blake Powers, Sal, but Blake Powers, um, was a quarterback at the university of Indiana. Great friend of mine. He is now an army football fanatic where we take all the time we talk um 
not about anything specifically Army football, just how much he loves what Army football is. And he wasn't even an Army football player. You're right. But he identifies as an Army football player from now on. And uh, Blake's a great friend of mine. I love him. Uh, so he's he's an asset uh, with the team there as, uh, right now as well. Yeah, he's Steve, a member of the – Go ahead. Uh, sorry, Cal. I'm sorry, Sam. I was going to say I agree. You need that representation at the lowest level with these players because, um, you know, I had great mentors, Colonel Reed, Colonel Ray, um, and all these all these great awards, all these great guys that we had. A lot of the times these players want to leave not because of on-field situations. Usually it's off-field situations, you know, down in the core or just dealing with the military aspects. So having somebody there that can that can relate to you and, like, say, I did it. I had the same struggle. You're going to be okay. Power through. That's definitely important. At I mean, level. classes aren't easy, Kel. Not in our Chemistry and physics is no joke. I'm telling you. All right. <laughs> physics is all right. Chemistry is all right. No joke. Econ, no joke. Econ, I think yeah. I took as a junior or senior, but those chemistry, you don't even have to choose your classes. You're, hey, yeah. you're going to take physics and you're going to take chemistry and you're going to survive. No, stats killed me. Stats was almost a West Point ender for me. I'm not going to lie to you. I couldn't pass it to save my life. It took me two or three times to pass it. But. Dude, I, I, I stepped every year. I stepped every, every year, man. Every I think year. I did psychology. I did IT305. Thank goodness. Oh, my God. I know I'll never go into the IT business for sure. <laughs> We, we've had a pretty uh, engaging conversation today about the transfer portal. We had a lot of comments uh, from people that are watching. We appreciate those. Um, guys, is there anything you'd like to say before we kind of wrap this up on the whole situation? I mean, I'm sure maybe there'll be a player or two that enters the transfer portal before the spring starts. Um, but yet there's still the um, recruiting for this year's senior class of high school still um, going for Army till the February and even – beyond so i'm sure they're they're looking to bring in players to that um they're always looking i mean you got steve you talked about the depth charts at west point right i mean how deep they go and how guys can slide up and down like with a practice or with a play sometimes you know so i'm sure they're cal you know too from your experiences there's guys that are ready and chomping at the bit to go and compete like we talked about for these running back and wide receiver positions and uh, we'll see you know, we'll see what happens with that. But is there anything else you like, guys like to say about the transfer portal stuff before we wrap up? Uh, I'll just say this uh, to every Army fan out there that's, you know, that feel the need to criticize these players for leaving. You know, you trust them enough to play for the black and gold, trust them enough to make good decisions that's going to represent their family, represent the time that they had at West Point, and represent whichever God they serve, um, you know, just don't love somebody for what they can do for you, but love them for what they can't do for you. That's that's ultimate leadership in that in that aspect. So trust these players. I think these two guys, if they decide to leave, they're going to make a huge impact on other teams. If not, then you know that's their prerogative. That's something they have to deal with. But I'm I'm 100% confident that whoever leaves can actually have an impact um, and go Army. That's it. Steve, any final thoughts? Yes, yeah, Sal. I'll just say. Sorry. No, I'll, I'll just say this. Like, one, only God will judge me. All right, so everybody look look in the mirror. 
and just kind of relax, okay? These are young men making decisions uh, for themselves, for their families. Um, and I promise you, if there's something we recruit at West Point, it's running backs, okay? We'll be just fine, okay? There'll be somebody that steps up. Um, we already have the kicker that kicked career long for a game winner in the bowl game. So we're, we're solid there for at least a year. Okay. Um, and then uh, second, South, as the schedule release, who do we uh, open up with next year? Do you know? Yeah, Coastal uh, Coastal Carolina. Coastal. At Coastal. And then I think the second game right. is against uh, Texas right. San Antonio. So. Hey, so beat Coastal Carolina. Let's go. All right. Let's go. That's it. That's it. Hey, thanks for joining us on this podcast. It was an engaging conversation about the transfer portal. We'll, maybe we'll do a little, a couple more of these just about specific topics with West Point football and uh, beyond. But um, we really appreciate it. Check out BlackKnightNation.com for stories on new coach, uh, safety coach Scott Sloan, who's in the mix. Also, check out um, our YouTube channel where we have all our interviews. Cal Walker, Steve Anderson. Uh, thanks a lot for joining us. Uh, we're going to be signing out. All right, fellas.